I had no clue that he was going to do that. That was very sweet. Good morning, again. So I have to, to share a little bit of the um, behind the scenes of how things come together on Sunday morning. Um, it's a lot to create a, uh, an amazing service and make all the points connect and make sure that the message is pointing towards the, the right thing. Um, and so Levi came up to me this morning. I love you so much. Um, Levi came up to me this morning. He's like, I- I'm going to do this song called Timeless. And we hadn't really talked about it, but it's about the ever-present, you know, God doesn't change. And I'm like, what could ever be wrong about that song? <laughs> and what could ever be wrong about you singing anything? So thank you, <laughs> Levi. <laughs> So last, last week, we ended this chakra series where we moved all the way up from the to the um, <laughs> um, where we moved up the energy centers and we learned more about energy and the chakras and how we can be in relationship to them and how it can empower our lives. And we went all the way up to this, this level of height heightened consciousness. So now what? I mean, is there really anything else to talk about? I believe the one thing that we can keep talking about is God. Universal wisdom, intelligence, freedom, creativity, joy, exuberance, laughter, humbleness. Because that's all that there is, right? Right? So let's talk some more about it. How many of you have had the experience of going to a retreat, going to a seminar, taking a class, uh, a workshop, and you're just, you, you hit that sweet spot in it, right? And you're like, oh, this feels good. Oh, man. And then all of a sudden you realize, oh, we only have an hour left. Or there's only one more day left of this class. Or there's only one more week left of this series. Or service is about to end. I'm sure you could even have the experience here. And you go, man, I wish I could take this out into my regular life. Anyone ever said that? So I'm going to give you some really powerful information that people pay thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to better their lives. How do you keep it going? You just keep it going. Free. Go home and keep it going. Or, as Joel Goldsmith says, we are here practicing the presence. Practicing the presence. This month, uh, myself and Mark Anthony are going to anchor a talk series around this book, Practicing the Presence by Joel Goldsmith. It is one of my favorite books in the world. Um, I think I first bought it going through license, uh, the practitioner licensed spiritual counselor training. And this is my copy, and there's red underlines and blue underlines and highlights. And this time around, I had to go by and write 2013, so I knew which quotes I was uh, getting excited about. So we are here to keep it going. We are here to 
practice or keep practicing the presence. And I want to draw your attention to the word practicing the presence because it implies being in the midst of it. Joel Goldsmith doesn't say practice the presence and then go live your life. Practicing the presence in our life. Practicing the presence regardless of what's going on in our life. That is what we are here to do. In the original 1958 publication of this, the title was practicing, it just says practicing the presence now. The original title was practicing the presence, the inspirational guide to regaining meaning and a sense of purpose in your life. Damn, that sounds good. Who's felt like they've lost meaning in their life or any purpose? Maybe let's, 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 let's check it out. In the past five years, you felt like that. Okay, how about the past five months? Past five weeks? Past five days? I'm holding my hand up because this has happened. I'm not, I, I will not put my hand up if I haven't had it happen. Uh, past five days? Past five hours? <laughs> past five minutes? Past five seconds? <laughs> We are here to practice the presence. Have you, have you ever asked that question, how did I end up here? How in the world did my life get to be this way? Well, this book, to me, gives us some tools to be with that question. Because the life that we live, regardless of, of what you do, it's not stagnant. Right? Life continues to grow. That is the constant of life. Life continues to move. God continues to grow and expand itself. The first two chapters of this book, the one is called Spiritual Consciousness and the other one is called Demonstrate God. So I want to look at spiritual consciousness first. And Joel Goldsmith says, what is spiritual consciousness? It is a knowing, an understanding, or an embodiment that the Spirit of God dwells in us. It's a knowing that the Spirit of God dwells in us. So how do we know when the Spirit of God dwells in us? Hear this. If you are letting go of hate, envy, jealousy, malice, self-seeking, self-glorification, prejudice, and bigotry, we are making room for the Spirit of God. And... I'm a nerd sometimes about language, but it really points to some powerful teachings. This was a quote. If we are letting go, he doesn't say once you've let go. When you are in the practice of letting go of envy, hate, jealousy, malice, self-doubt, you are in the practice of spiritual consciousness. So if you've been holding yourself hostage saying, I'll, once I get there, then I'll be spiritual. Once I stop doing this or being this way or seeing people in that way or seeing myself in that way, no. It is in the actual process of letting go that we are practicing the presence of God. Hello? All right. How, so how do we begin to cultivate this spiritual consciousness? We commune with the word of God, is what Joel Goldsmith advises. We fill our mind, we fill our heart, we fill our soul. 
In the book, he says, every person who has known dissatisfaction, incompleteness, and frustration will someday learn that there is only one missing link in their entire chain of harmonious living. That is the practice of the presence of God consciously, daily, and hourly, abiding in some great scripture, Christian, Hebrew, Hindu, Buddhist, Taoist, or Muslim, the word of God given to man through inspired saints, sages, seers, and revelators. This is what we need in any language from any country, just as long as it is universal truth. Just as Levi wrote that song, it was universal truth. It didn't matter what my talk was about. He spoke truth. So that is how we begin to assimilate and to move into a divine relationship and to cultivate spiritual consciousness is to fill ourselves, to be in the word of God. So I want you to close your eyes for a minute. And we're going to do that right now. I'm going to read to you some scripture, if you will, You may recognize some of them. You may not recognize the others. But just let these words consume you for a moment. Be kind, for wherever kindness becomes part of something, it beautifies it. Whenever it is taken from something, it leaves it tarnished. Breathe that in. Some more words of wisdom. Thousands of candles can be lit from a single candle, and the life of the candle will not be shortened. Happiness never decreases by being shared. Even more wisdom to ponder. A person with outward courage dares to die. A person with inner courage dares to live. Take a deep breath in. Hear these words as you exhale. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. If your mind has been trying to figure out where are these words coming from, maybe if I change my voice, you'll understand where this next quote comes from. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Take a deep breath in. As you exhale, open your eyes. Check in with your body right now. Do you feel some sort of peace or space within you? Imagine if you simply began a spiritual practice of reading three or four quotes from an inspired text at the beginning of your day and at the end of your day. If you did nothing else, changed nothing else in your life, kept eating two pizzas a day and that's it, 
I guarantee you would have a shift because you'd be filling yourself with the word, as Joel Goldsmith says, and bringing yourself into a space of spiritual consciousness. And he says later in the book, as you keep the word of God alive in your consciousness, you are practicing the principles of spiritual living. Again, it's about being engaged in it. It's not something that you do and you get to a point and then you move forward. If you keep the word of God, the word of truth, the word of love, the word of hope, the word of possibility, the word of expectancy, the word of freedom, the word of joy, the, uh, the word of abundance and prosperity, if you keep that alive in your mind, regardless of what is going on in your life, you are cultivating spiritual consciousness. Are you feeling me here? Okay, all right. I know it's a Sunday morning. I've had about nine cups of coffee, so catch up. <clears throat> so chapter one, and man, I, I, I really encourage you, I, just a little bit of a commercial for a moment, a commercial for this book. I don't care anything about the, the money of it. But if you are like, well, I'm not a big book reader, look how thick this is. Get this book and sit with it. What I just did, that first chapter, it is so full. There is so much more. We could camp out just in the introduction of this book. will shift your life. But get a book. Get this book. Read it. Take a class. Get into being infused with the word of truth in some way, shape, or form. Um, uh, Sue talked about Linda Watson coming and doing that workshop. Even if it's just a one-time wonder, one Sunday, do something to keep yourself infused in the word of spirit. Now we move into chapter 2, where it's almost an instruction is the way that that I took it. It says, demonstrate God. That's the title of chapter 2, demonstrate God, like a charge, demonstrate. And a quote from chapter 2 says, the student of spiritual wisdom cannot go through his day satisfied that he has read some truth in the morning or that he is going to hear some truth in the afternoon or evening. There must be a conscious activity of truth going on all the time. That does not mean that we neglect our human duties and activities. It means that we train ourselves to have some area in consciousness always active in truth. Whether we look out at forms of nature such as trees, flowers, or oceans, or whether we are meeting people, we find some measure of God in each experience. We train ourselves to behold the presence and the activity of God in everything around us and abide to the word. So this is kind of step two. At first he says, it almost seems contradictory. He's like, all you got to do is just read the word and you're good. He's like, no, mm -mm. you have to read the word, then you have to be the word. You have to be the word. You have to uh, practice it more than just an intellectual thing. We can sit in a room and read all we want, but where, the, where the, the flavor of life is is out in the activity of it, right? Like, you can, you can read a hot, steamy novel about kissing someone. I'd rather be kissing somebody. <laughs> right? I mean, it's that simple. Do you want to read about God or do you want to have an experience of God? I want to have an experience of God. I want to demonstrate God. So... Um, it's interesting, 
to, to reflect back on your life sometimes and, and to see how God, spirit, wisdom was active without you really even making a conscious choice. I mean, there was some conscious decision on some level. Before I really got into New Thought teachings, um, I, uh, I wasn't taking any classes. I wasn't in conversation. I didn't have prayer partners. I worked for a company called Barton Beers, and they import Corona. They're now called something like Crown Imports. But I was an admin assistant downtown, did the whole nine-to-five thing, loved it. It was creative. I got to make PowerPoint presentations. But there was some part of me that wasn't fulfilled. And I found myself, like, in between breaks and on lunch, I'd, like, go online and look up inspirational quotes, and then I'd print them out, and I'd put little neat borders around them, and I filled my cube with them. It was, like, on my phone, on the door, to the desk, and people would come by, and they're like, what are you doing? I mean, literally, it was, like, 30 different quotes all over the place. But I was filling myself with the word. I was surrounding myself with the word. And it wasn't something that I was just doing at home. I did it at work where I was most challenged sometimes. And those words, those things being around helped me when someone would come up and something would shoot out of the side of their neck and start saying something to me that made me want to slap them in the face. I would have these words that would ground and anchor me. And I didn't really think like, oh, I want to make a more peaceful environment at work. It was just like this thing that happened. That's how good God is. Um, so uh, in terms of practicing and practicing the present, uh, last, last Thursday I work at the Old Town School of Folk Music, and uh, it's, it's, a, it's this amazing organization where people come to play music and to experience art. It's a community arts organization. And we literally have thousands of people come through the school every single week. Um, and Thursday, a branch fell on uh, a power line, and whoosh, we were out of power. Okay, so it's the Old Town School of Folk Music. We can do acoustic. We don't need power. The challenge was, was that we didn't have our server. We didn't have access to our databases. We couldn't email any teachers to let them know. We couldn't call students to say, you know, we're not certain if power's going to come on. We don't know what's going on. And it was a little bit of some pandemonium and chaos. You know what my prayer request was that morning? Basically, to summarize, it was, I want to understand and know God no matter what. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. Scott Lundius works with me as well there. But in the midst of that, in the midst of that pandemonium, in the midst of the power going out, there was something timeless. There was the goodness of God. There was the joy and the connection. And it, we actually found a way that we had been sequestered off into classrooms and people were doing different things. People had to come out of the classrooms. And all of a sudden, we had hundreds of people in the auditorium playing music together. It was such a joy. But in that instant, I could have made a choice to go, this is horrible, and walked around and stopped my foot. And I did do a little bit of that for a while. Oh, my God, what's going on? But then all of a sudden, I had an awareness. I had an awareness in me that God is here. And what I want to challenge you with today is that, you know, I, I didn't take a special pill that morning 
to have me wake up in the midst of a trying time. I've been practicing the presence of God in a very, very focused way for the past 10 years. That cultivation of the relationship with the Holy Spirit, with whatever you want to call it, cultivating a practice, cultivating and practicing the presence of the divine allows you to show up in your life regardless of what's going on in an amazing way. To practice the presence of God, to later in, in the book, um, okay, take a deep breath. Hear this, as long as we are clinging to a God who can give us anything, even good, we have not arrived at an understanding of the nature of God. God has nothing to give us. Everything that God is, we already are. All that God has is already ours. That just gave me chills. Mm. So to be in a practice, to be in a practice constantly, not to go get something from God, but to just be in the practice, be in the presence of God, that is what we practice here as a community. We come together. We don't wait till there's an extreme happening in the world to go, okay, then we'll have service on Sunday. No, we come together every Sunday because we want to celebrate life, period. Sometimes we show up and we just had some stuff go on last week, but we keep celebrating. Keep celebrating. Keep practicing the presence of God. Activate spirit in your life today. That was the talk title. No, really, today. There's no, nothing to wait for. So we're going to start right now. We're going to do some prayer, but we're going to pray together. The most powerful thing you can do is pray for yourself. And if you've never done that today, get ready, y'all, because you're about to pray for yourself. So there's a slide that's going to guide us in this prayer. It doesn't matter if you've taken a course here or not, and you know the steps of prayer. I'm just going to invite you to be in what is called an affirmative prayer or spiritual mind treatment. We're going to treat our mind with an affirmation. So what I want you to do is close your eyes. You can stop reading for a second and figuring stuff out. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath in and out. What quality of God do you want to know better? Is it love, peace, joy, fabulousness? Creativity, freedom, just pick one word, one word only. When you have that word, put your hand to your heart. Open your eyes. And everywhere there's a blank on the screen, enter that word. So if you chose love, you would say, God is love. I am love. I affirm and embrace love flowing through my life. I am grateful for the fulfillment of love as my life. I release my word, and so it is. Take a deep breath in. I want you to say it out loud, audibly, so other people in the room can hear you, and say it three times, and then just turn within into stillness. Take a deep breath in. One, two, three, go. God is my life. I am the love. 
I affirm and embrace love flowing through my life. I am grateful for the fulfillment of love as my life. I release my word and so it is. God is love. I am love. I affirm and embrace love flowing through my life. I am grateful for the fulfillment of love as my life. I release my word and so it is. God is love. I am love. I affirm and embrace love flowing through my life. I am grateful for the fulfillment of love as my life. I release my word and so it is. And so it is and so it shall be. So in this moment, we take all of these words that have been spoken into this room and allow them to reverberate. For as we have prayed these prayers for ourselves, we pray them for one another. We not only pray them for one another, we pray, pray it for the whole world. For God is all that is. So there is no place, no word spoken that God is not present in it. It is my life. It is your life. And so I simply say yes and affirm all of the words that have been spoken today. That we practice the presence of God right now and allow God to presence itself as our very being. In our relationships, in our work, in everything that we do. We are anchored, steeped in the practice of welcoming the presence. And so it is. Amen.